0: Hi, here's Oliver. Before we start a quick heads up. If you want to build and scale your personal brand, I'm offering my unignorable master's program for 60% off at the moment. You and I will be working together for five weeks because the invisible don't reach their full potential life and I want you to become unignorable. Now on to this week's episode.
1: The CEO is one of the most important person if it comes to communication. So therefore I think I have to be a role model in any kind of way, being at internal and external communication, because leadership is really driven by communication.
0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Speak Like a CEO. My name is Lina Carlson and I'm here with Oliver Aust. Hey, Oliver. Hi, Lina. Joining us today on the podcast is Fabian Verge. He's a former elite athlete and founder and CEO of Brain Effect, the market-leading company for performance food products which improve cognitive function. His mission? Helping people to reach their full potential and lead healthier and more successful lives. Drawing on his experience as a competitive sportsperson, he developed a concept for natural supplements which improve brain performance. Brain Effect is the result. It was born in 2016 and is recognised as the leading brain and biohacking company in Europe. Welcome, Fabian.
1: Yeah, hello. Thank you very much for the invitation, I'm Oliver and Lena. Yeah, really looking forward, and uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here in your podcast. So, what is Brain Effect
0: for people who are not familiar with your products?
1: Yeah, so Brain um, Effect is a food, nutrition, and supplement company um, targeting, from my perspective, the most important part um, of our body, um, which is the brain and the mind. Yeah? So in general, we develop um, food products, such as healthy snacks. We develop uh, nutrition, but we also develop supplements in order to improve um, yeah, cognitive functionality, um, mental well-being, sleep, energy, and many other factors. And um, my my personal belief is what the fitness nutrition is today and will be mind nutrition or brain food probably in five to 10 years because we're developing into a society which is um, and pretty much, I would say. Um, yeah, cognitive driven, so we're actually developing in rather in a newer society. And uh, our big vision is actually to ensure um, that we have the right um, food in that society, that we have the right nutrition in that society, and also the right education. And that's pretty much our vision, or as, as we like to call it, uh, to ensure that the daily nurturing of a focused, calm and healthy mind becomes the new normal. And how did you
0: come up with the idea for Brain Effect?
1: So that's a good question, Oliver. Um, I think the idea is pretty much rooted, you know, uh, two, 20 years ago, probably. So, um, 20 years ago, um, I was a professional athlete. And during that time, I discovered the first time something what probably most of the listeners discovered also in their life once that with nutrition, we can have a vast effect on our body and mind and um, yeah I, I remember it um, i was um, it was on a miserable, i think um january um, i was um, sick a being, being injured and my dad is a doctor and he he showed me a study of the harvard medical school um which illustrated that bad sleep yeah, or a lack of good sleep can actually increase um, your uh, injury level as a pro athlete. And so I was like digging into that field and try to understand you know, what is causing bad sleep. And of course, habits are the one thing, but it also was really interesting for me at that point that bad nutrition um, can also have an effect on your sleep. And um, so that was the initial start. And then um, fast forward, um, at, at some point I decided not to look um, anymore into the pro-athlete career, um, studied business administration, a bachelor master, and then worked as a consultant um, um, for BCG. A boss consulting group um, traveled around the world and had a similar problem. And the problem was, you know, when you're going to a hotel at, um, let's say, 11 o'clock in the evening, um, you're getting probably there just like one meal. Eh? And this is typically a club sandwich yeah, or it's a burger. But unfortunately, that is normally also not, um, not helping you to have a good night's sleep. Um, you're not being concentrated on the next day, you need a couple of coffees to wake up, and so on. So I thought and there needs to be other options and um, looked again in, in, into nutritional uh, components and then yeah and then found it together with my uh, co-investor um, Ulrich Schober and um, Brain Effect because we, we strongly believe that um, the mind is so important for our in general um, yeah general well-being for our success for reaching our broadest dreams and um, we are and understand and I experienced in my life that nutrition can have such a vast effect on The mind, and um, you know, all the feelings we have, or everything, all the actions actions actually, our mind are based on neurotransmitters and hormones, and they are based on building blocks which we have to consume, which we're eating. So, therefore, let's dig into that field because. it's a fantastic field, field where we can do changes and also have a uh, vast effect on society. And that's the reason why I found the Brain Effect.
0: I think it's really interesting this kind of intersection between mental and physical well being. So one impacts the other and the other impacts the other. Um, and I guess right now, particularly in the middle of the pandemic, people are working from home and really feeling the effects of both. You know, gyms are closed. Um, We've cut off a lot of our social interaction, which is also impacting our mental health, Um, which would make me wonder if now is really like the time is right for something like brain effect. But then I also have to um, just ask the question, I think people are also a little bit skeptical right now. I mean, you just take it with the vaccine implementation, for example, in Europe, people are kind of scared or not trusting the science and the knowledge. How are you guys kind of dealing with those kinds of issues of really building trust and showing people that you are credible and you actually do what you say you do?
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really good question, Lena. Thank you for um, raising. So for us, trust is really important. But but let me probably go one step back to to the part of the pandemic. So right now, um, I think we we first time we are discovering um, how important mental well being is. And that we already are developing into a new society, and and most people which are listening now, they are mind workers, they are brain workers, and um, what would we discovered with Brain Effect is that the typical nutrition, which we have today, was developed rather in the 1950s of the last century. And it was developed for our parents, which were working, uh, our grandparents, which were working you know, in, in coal mines and production facilities, or my, my grandparents were working as farmers. But it was not. They're definitely not developed for you know, all the, all the um, mind workers and brain workers here on, on that podcast in our society. And that's the reason why we, why we found a brain effect, because um, today's nutrition is full of sugar. It lacks the right nutrition um, to feel well. And, and especially during the pandemic, I think most people discovered what happens if you just like stick to your ordinary Western diet, um, don't go out um, so often, don't exercise, and how that actually feels. How that feels really in your mind, and your brain, and that was the reason why we strongly believe we have to do a change with brain effect. So um, the pandemic, of course, is helping us because there is a much more emphasis um, and attention on these, um, on the mind, uh, on in general, on mental well-being, which is highly important which is also part of our of our vision that we, of course, want to develop great products. But um, when we speak about our, our vision. Um, to ensure that the daily nurturing of a focused calm and healthy mind comes to normal we also mean with nurturing of course you know content uh, digital coaching creating awareness and i think that's especially um important right now but of course the pandemic is helping there so i think in general we are we are the winner of a pandemic because the pandemic is um somehow accelerating our growth um, in general but more important, it is finally bringing attention to the mind and to mental well-being, which, which I like and that's definitely our vision and we're working toughly on that one. Um, on the other side, you, you said, okay, I'm completely right and you ask a question. So what, what's about trust? And um, and I'm quite often getting the question, is there a magic pill? Is there a magic pill for all of, all of these things which I have and uh, I have to uh, unfortunately say no. There's no magic pill for it, but um, what we want to do with our product is rather to provide a support to help people, you know, um, to upgrade their general nutrition. And um, how we're doing it? Um, we're doing it with creating trust. So all of our ingredients, which we're using, for example, they showed in medical studies um, that they're working, and we're publishing them on our website. That's one thing. Secondly, our um, team, I think that's also different to some of the competitors. We're having an own uh, product team, which which is developing all the products, so roughly 12 to 15 people working it. They have got PhDs in neurobiology, uh, in biochemistry and sports nutrition, and they are developing all the formulas for our products in-house. And um, last but not least, um, we're taking these natural ingredients um, which showed in medical studies that they're working but putting them you know in lifestyle oriented dosage forms and um, i mean I, i'm the, our biggest customer yeah? so i'm using seven to eight products uh, on a daily level and for me it's really important to to um, yeah to have quality on the products and therefore quality testing is also important but at the end all everything comes down from my perspective to great communication
0: yeah indeed and i'm, I'm really as a customer and and an admirer of your your company brand i'm really impressed by how, on, on the one hand, how scientific you are, and on the other hand, how um, sort of colloquial and you know, I at eye level you communicate, and using some, some. Some advanced tool as well, so I think you're using the whole toolbox from uh, brochures and printed materials to Facebook Messenger and probably automated marketing. So could, could you allude to that as well? How do you how do you choose which paths and which me- messages and which tools work best yeah. for you?
1: So let's start probably with with messages. Um, I'm a big fan um, of neuromarketing marketing in general. And also I believe that's the reason why I love your podcast, that communication is key, not just like internally uh, for the business, but also externally. But on the other side, it's also our biggest challenge because we know based on the studies that 80% of all uh, people in Germany which are working are unsatisfied with their sleep. Two thirds um, of all um, European people are feeling stressed in their private life and working life right now. But actually just a fraction of those people understanding that there's a nutritional side um, for their challenges. And there's a solution, a natural solution for it. So for us, of course, educating the customer and communicating is highly important. And that's also, I think, what what we're doing pretty well. So we really believe that educating the customer, um, investing in communication with the customer is important. So how are we doing it? Um, We have on the one side a podcast where we're communicating um, we have a, a magazine which has got roughly like one million hits per um, per month, uh, a digital magazine where people can learn, you know, all about how can I improve my productivity, how can I uh, relax um, after a tough day at work, um, how can I um, have. The best, um, the best food, the best brain food for example, what are recipes, that's, that's also really important. But certainly also we try to combine our products with digital coaching because I believe on the one side products are important but if you really want to create change in the society, if you really want to create change on a personal level, you have to combine products with habits, uh, with a change in habits. And that's the reason why we um, also combine all of our products with a digital coach. So for example, if you're buying our sleeping product, you're getting a 30 day sleep coach, which is helping you um, to understand the product on the one side, but even more important, which is helping you to sleep better, to change habits, yeah, to get tips, um, how to improve your sleep on a daily level. And I think these are kind of the, the, the communication um, tools which we're using. But then of course, it comes to the question, Oliver, which you said, okay, what's our message? Uh, so, um, next to how are we communicating, the question is what are we communicating? And I am, as I said, I'm, I'm also lecturing um, branding um, at the university, and uh, therefore I'm a big fan you know, on, on scientific um, scientific frameworks. And what, what we're using internally in the company is on the one side, the limbic map. Yeah? The limbic map is a new marketing framework developed by uh, Nymphenburger, which is um based on the hypothesis that at the end, um, most of our um, decisions are being done subconsciously. And they are driven by three different uh, motives, uh, sets which are in our limbic brain, which is, um, um, which is important to understand. And we try, somehow try to understand, you know, why are customers buying our products? And there are different motives behind those ones. So for example, you could buy a sleep spray because you say, okay, I'm really having sleeping problems. You could also buy a sleep spray from Brain Effect because you say, you know, I really want to improve my sleep because on the next day I want to perform at my best. Same customer, completely different motives actually. So we really try to understand what are the motives of our customers and then uh, try to target, of course, our messaging towards those motives and towards those uh, target groups. And that's, I think, how we're structuring our messaging.
0: Yeah, I think your messaging is actually really brilliant because you tell people right in one word or two words what they get if they use their products like focus, mood, vegan essentials. Whereas when I look at it, you know, the normal, um, you know, go go to, go to a drugstore or you know kind of a supermarket and look what they have it's you know it's vitamin d or it's uh, magnesium but it doesn't tell you what it does and when you should use it or uh, you know with what desired effect you should apply it and i think that's a big difference and it seems so obvious because you've done it so well and i wonder when the other ones will do it as well
1: yeah they definitely i mean when when we somehow created our product philosophy it was really important that we don't want to be like such a mono ingredients company because I mean our formulas are complex but uh, straight from the start and it was pretty clear that our messaging should somehow you know um, uh, communicate the benefit yeah so the effect of the brain effect yeah so this was kind of the idea and, um, and therefore I think that that's also the future because at the end customers they don't have time they also want to probably don't um, yeah study um, a couple of uh, days um, what ingredient would help them the most, but rather they want to have a quick a solution, um, which is natural, which works, yeah, and which is safe, and um, that's whats what we're offering. Yeah,
0: exactly, and I think once you've tried it and you see it works, you just come back because the effect is really uh, is really impressive, and it's not comparable to, in my experience, at least with uh, sort of cheaper products that, that you get off the supermarket shelf, which may also be valuable, and I'm not a scientist, obviously, but I think that there is a... The immediate effect I get from your product and this is why it's so fascinating to have you on the podcast is is different and what I also find diff- fascinating is for your, your Facebook marketing for instance ma- Facebook Messenger the use of I'm, I'm assuming automated marketing so could you could you speak to that as well?
1: Of course um, so we, we're using of course automated marketing approaches and, um, and the big questions of course um, is there one channel um, where we're focusing on and, and the answer is no so in general um for us it's really important to have got different channels and also to approach customer on different channels so to so to, to really see the overall marketing funnel and to, to create, for example, um, awareness and interest um, over, um, let's say, out-of-home campaigns. We had a really big out-of-home campaign, actually, at the beginning of the year um, in, in most major German cities. And then, of course, um, yeah, convert um, those people, interested people, over digital marketing funnels. And there, of course, Facebook marketing, influencer marketing, but also um, Instagram marketing um, is, is highly important. Um, we also use um, bot systems, but we don't use, um, let's say the the Facebook um, uh, Messenger uh, bot or WhatsApp bot systems for um, marketing purposes. So rather we use it for our coaching and digital um, coaching purposes. So as I said, um, we have combined our product is a digital coach. And as we started it, um, we used um, the uh, Facebook bot system for it. That means um, you can, you're, you're activating um, the product, you're activating the coach, and then he asks you, for example, you know, how uh, would you rate your sleep? And you're saying, okay, right now it's okay. So then um, we asking you after a couple of days, um, is it better, all right, uh, if it's already better, then we provide you with, with some other tips. So we rather using it for educational purpose there, uh, instead of uh, closing clients. And I think that's highly important because um, we're creating here a new category, huh? new category of mind, nutrition, or brain food, and that it's new. And if there's something new, I think it's really important to generate trust. And frankly speaking, um, having a bot on the other side yeah? um, when you, um, when you haven't even bought a product yet, um, is I think not generating trust. So therefore, for example, also in our customer service, um, we're not using bots, we're rather looking into like um, honest conversations um, with real people and also try to use of, in our marketing um, in, in general, a lot of um, yeah, touch points, uh, digital events, uh, community events, events in general, in order to really yeah, generate that trust.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, um, bots are not great at creating trust on the opposite end of the spectrum in terms of communications of the CEO. So if you if you move right to the other end of the spectrum, which is uh, who is you, how how do you see your role as part of the overarching communication strategy at Brain
1: Effect? So I guess... Um the CEO um, is one of the most important uh, person if it comes to communication, uh, being at internal communication, but also being the external communication. Because at the end, I mean, how I speak with you in that podcast and with everyone who's listening is already creating kind of an understanding how the brand is communicating. And also, I'm a big uh, fan and big advocate, you know, of um, extreme ownership. Yeah. So, at the end, um, how I want that my company um, is speaking internally, how I want that, like, people communicating internally, um, let's say, appreciation-oriented um, in their teams, is something what is driven, of course, by my personal communication with them. So, therefore, I think um, I have to be a role model in any kind of uh, way, uh, being at internal and external communication. And, um, and, therefore, I think my role is, is a really important role. And I constantly reflecting myself because, I also, I know that I'm not, not perfect. There yeah? And, of course, um, there are challenges. And, of course, it's sometimes tough. But I think communication in general and improving communication, that's the reason why I love your podcast, I think it's one of the most important uh, tasks um, of, a, of a CEO or in general, of a leader. And um, because at the end, um, leadership um, is um, really driven by communication.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And are there some big learnings for you over the last five years as CEO and founder of Brain Effects? So what, what are the major learnings you've taken away?
1: So, as I said, um, I believe communication is really important. And um, so, probably one of my first um, learnings was that, especially during the pandemic, you cannot over communicate. Uh, especially during the the current time. So clarity, goals, and um, bringing people clarity is highly important. Second, I would say that um, communication should be more or less tailored to the individual person. So what do I mean by that? I mean mean by that that um, my responsibility as a CEO or as a communicator is to not just like communicate, but to ensure that my message is actually being um, recognized at the other end. And um, this might be different. So that's the reason why we're using, for example, in our company um, personality uh, framework, such as the DISC model, uh, to understand um, each personality of every employee. And there's no right or wrong personality. uh, And um, research shows us that especially if you have got Many different personalities in a company. Um, um, general company culture is great, and performance is great. But I think it's really important to emphasize that everyone is different. Everyone needs probably also kind of a different communication. Um, so that's my probably my second learning. My third learning is, and that's also um, yeah, brand value here at Brain Effect is that um, open communication. Um, I think, is highly important. We really try to o- communicate as open as possible. Also, sometimes, yeah, communicate emotions, which is important, because, it, again, that, that drives understanding. And um, last but not least, um, um, I think one of the major learnings for me was that um, I really try to try to communicate to why um, as often as possible. So if I'm writing an email and asking someone to do something, and it's a Bigger task. I'm really asking him, you know, um, please do that one, and explaining him the why behind it, because I think um, normally as a CEO, um, we we are this we believe that knowledge is common, yeah, and not everyone has the knowledge. But in general, there's a knowledge gap in a company, huh? between you know the front troops, yeah, uh, and um, um, you, for example, as a CEO, or, and um, I really try to overcome that one with like um, really elaborating the why behind uh, decisions, the why behind um, task, to give, to give everyone like a general understanding.
0: Yeah, those are excellent learnings. And what was the biggest challenge you faced as a CEO in terms of communications over the last five years?
1: One of the biggest challenges um, was um, one, one particular person, I would say. Um, but um, she was also probably the, the biggest um, learning opportunity for me as a CEO. And um, maybe I, would, I can share you a story uh, with you there. That was actually my, my last job. Um, and um, so there was one, one manager um, and she did um, she, she owned a project IT project and she really delivered that project on time so she worked her ass off she worked over the weekend um, after I think six months um, really sprinted at, at last and uh, finished that project and delivered a beautiful website with a really great um, IT infrastructure there um, at the um, at the back end and um, I told her then, um, I really want to appreciate her work in the, in the town hall meeting with the whole company. And uh, then there was a town hall meeting on the specific Friday. And, um, um, and of course I praised her and appreciated um, her work. And um, I really wanted to give her as much appreciation for yeah, the extraordinary work she has done. And then um, I probably, I think it was three to five days later we had a feedback meeting. And she told me that this Friday, actually, where I praised her, was one of the worst days in her life. And I was like, well, I mean, what, what happened? She was like, I mean, I was, I, I was, I was puking. She said, I was puking uh, before work. I was like, well, how come? And she said, to "Sean, I really hate it. I really hate to like be called out there in front of the in front of everyone, for my work. And um, that was really really scary for me. And I didn't want to go to work because I knew that you would would call me out there in front of the one hundred person. And that really um, got me thinking. I had some of these challenges, I think, later in my in my life as a as a leader because." Um, Most of the time, I I try And when I look, for example, into appreciation of work, I try to look how I want to be appreciated. And for me, I mean, it's cool to, to, I mean, I think most CEOs are like this, yeah? It's cool to, to be in front of a crowd, yeah? And someone praises you for your work. But like, um, I understood that for her it's completely different. So for her praising, um, maybe just a small word or maybe a guest show, maybe um, a couple of days off or maybe some time with me were more important for her than being praised in, in a front crowd. So, um, and that actually got me this uh, really learning and um, I can really recommend also the book there, Five Languages of Love, there's also a book written about uh, Five Languages of Appreciation, because um, it got me thinking that everyone is different and that just like my personal communication style and also how I appreciate people and praise people um, is mainly affected and driven um, based on what, what I like personally. And um, to also to to understand that in again everyone is different, and that I have to if I want to be a good leader, if I want to be a good communicator, to understand what are the needs of my opposite, um, that I think was really important for me. And so today, um, if someone is does an extraordinary job here at Brain Effect, um, I really ask them before, you know. Um, I really want to praise you, um, what would be good for you. Or we have even done uh, with some of my direct reports, I've um, done a test, um, five languages of appreciation and now uh, understand yeah, what's important for them.
0: That's that's really interesting because you wouldn't think that praising someone in front of the team would have.
1: <laughs> <them>. <laughs> not, not at all. I mean, she, she, was, she did want to go to work, yeah, <laughs> so it's I, crazy.
0: Ask someone and say, is it okay if I praise you in front of the team on Friday? Is, is that how you deal with the situation?
1: Yes. So, I mean, now I know my, most of my direct reports. And as I said, um, we, we have done a test, so I know kind of like other rather people which want to be praised in, in front of um, many people. Are there someone which really want to have probably time, yeah, um, with me as a CEO, with someone else, yeah, which is important for them. Are there people which we really like presence, yeah. I know there are people which like presence, yeah. So, um, so I really try to, to understand, okay, what are kind of the 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 top um, appreciation language they're using. However, I'm of course just asking if someone would newly start a company. I would just ask him. You know, you've done an extraordinary job. I'm really glad to have you here, my team, and um, I really want to appreciate that one in front of everyone because you've been a role model for Brain Effect. Can I appreciate you here in the um, in a town hall meeting? And then um, she can say yes or no. Or
0: yeah, it's fascinating <laughs> because someone else may be upset if you don't praise them, right? Um, in terms of and the the, the keyword here, I think, to me, is uncomfortable, and that's that's a really an interesting concept. I think, and I've I've been thinking about this quite a bit, because we as leaders, we don't want to make people feel psychologically uncomfortable at work. That's 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 a negative thing for sure, but we need to ensure that they sometimes feel uncomfortable when it comes to tasks, because. In those cases, when it comes to doing the work, feeling uncomfortable just means you're growing because you feel uncomfortable because you haven't done this 10 times before. So you're, you're stre- stretched beyond your current abilities. But if we don't do that, people will find that, oh, it's it's boring, always doing the same thing. It's becoming routine. Is, is that something you experience or think about as well, about you know, how do you stretch people? How do you ensure that, you know, that, that they're constantly learning? Do you have a learning environment at Brain Effect?
1: Yeah, Oliver, I was actually smiling because um, I'm here right now in our podcast room and there's a big quote here um, um, on the walls and it says, um, life starts outside your comfort zone. And uh, you could probably also rename it to growth starts outside your comfort zone. And that's a concept we truly believe uh, at Brain Effect and that's also a concept which I learned um, in sports. You know, um, If you want that your, your muscle is actually growing, uh, um, you need yeah, to, destroy the muscle at some point, yeah, <laughs> because other, uh, when it's being built together, it will be stronger. But you also need, you know, a recovery phase afterwards, yeah, to also reflect and, and coming back to the muscle example, because only the muscles only grow, um, growing in the recovery period. So that's, that's a really concept um, I'm, I'm believing in. Um, and that's also kind of a leadership concept I'm believing in. And for me, it's important, especially in, in, in the startup sector, it's important to every time, um, yeah, you know, have huge challenges, set huge goals, set sometimes even stretch goals, dreamy goals, yeah, to get outside the comfort zone, to properly think different, to also use opportunities and think about, okay, with our normal measures, we cannot reach that goal. So let's discuss how can we do it. So therefore I'm a big fan um, and I think it's really important at some point to go out of comfort zone and personally also for me, I mean, um, I'm a, I'm a big fan of biohacking, as you said in an in introduction, and uh, I've done, uh, just have done a four uh, days fast, water fast, yeah, uh, bringing my body out of the comfort zone. Um, afterwards, I've done um, uh, actually four weeks a ketogenic diet to bring my body out of the comfort zone because I know that my body adapts then, and that I'm getting uh, stronger, healthier, and so on. So that's um, that's a really important framework for me.
0: Wow, yeah, that, that that's impressive. I know you do ice ice dipping as well.
1: <laughs> True. Yeah, we actually with the whole company sometimes. Yeah, so I mean, not everyone has to do it, but uh, we convinced uh, so far most people. And it's, it's such a beautiful event, you know, when, when 40, 50 people go to the water holding their hands and uh, most of them think, okay, I can never last in a, two degrees cold water for more than two seconds and then they're being there and uh, we're preparing them and I mean it's such a beautiful great team experience and um, everyone is so capable and most of the time we don't know in general how capable we are and I think it's also um, um, a task of a, of a good CEO or a good communicator to to help people to grow yeah? yeah, and show them how capable they are
0: yeah coolest coolest team bonding session ever I'm, I'm pretty sure what's on the for, for breaking effect what what have you what have you planned for this year next year and beyond
1: yeah so um as we said in the beginning so the pandemic is definitely putting um on the mental wellbeing um, um a lot of exposure which is important and you know? we of course want to um, we are being part of that um, um, I would say wayfare and we want to ensure that um, also after the pandemic um, our mental well-being gets enough attention and also the right nutrition for your mind and brain gets enough attention. So we're heavily inven- um, investing in education again. We're heavily investing in, in content to-, to make people think. Um, so that is important for us on the one side secondly um, i'm really looking forward um for launching our app yeah so all of our products as i said having a digital coach um these are standalone coaches right now but we're integrating them in an overall coaching app which will be launched um in 2021 I'm looking really forward to that one and last but not least internationalization is um the other um, third thing we're working on so we already um launched um the french market um we are right now looking into um, the the UK, um, looking into how the Brexit um, outcome um, will probably change some strategies there. But um, in general, European expansion, and that's probably the third third pillar of our strategic roadmap for 2021.
0: Wow. And what will be one final piece of communications advice to our audience?
1: Um, so in, in general, as, as I said already in the, in the beginning, um, I think for me, the big question is, if it comes to communication, is how individualized can I communicate in order to really um, create a benefit for the opponent? Because I realized so often in my life, you, you just cannot change what the other is somehow um, understanding. You cannot change another person in general. It's also something really good for a relationship, which I learned. But what you can change is your communication, your behavior, and your approach. So therefore, really, to take the time to reflect and understand that everyone is individual and that if you want to be the best communicator possible, you should be tailoring your message to the other person's needs, their personality, their understanding, and maybe their motives. That is from a business perspective, but also from a leadership perspective for me, definitely one of the most important secrets of good communication
0: absolutely amen to that uh, all communications is audience specific whether you speak with one person or one million people fabian thank you so much for sharing all your insights and in the fantastic story of brain effect with us thank you also from Lena. unfortunately she had some technical difficulties which is why you haven't heard from her in the second half of the podcast and thank you for listening and see you next week to work with me and build and scale a profitable person brand in just five weeks check out the unignorable masters program on oliverauss.com because the invisible don't reach their full potential
1: life the unignorable do